Thank you, Trina and Emma Jean. Church of the Warm Heart, good morning. Great to have you on this beautiful fall day. My name is Michael Beneshek. I'm one of your warm heart pastors. It is a joy and a treat to have each and every one of you in worship this morning. If this is your first time here, uh, we won't make you stand up or anything, but I just want to say hi. Welcome. We are blessed to have you with us, and we pray that you have a, a blessing in today's service. Not only a blessing, but we also want to give you a little gift, a gift bag of some treats and some information. Please uh, let yourself be known to Lisa. Lisa, can you wave at us? Hey, Lisa. Uh, or Lisa will hunt you down as well. She's also good at that. Uh, <laughs> But we just want to say hello and welcome to you. If you're joining us online, hello, welcome. I know we got people watching from the Oregon coast this week, from North Dakota, from Kansas, some people from the Northeast. That's what I know of anyway. Uh, But wherever you are uh, worshiping with us, hello and welcome to you. About once a month, we'd like to say hi to our online folk. Can you do me a favor? Could you turn around and just look at the camera right there and just wave and say hello? Hey, good to see you. Today is a, we have a new membership class today. If you've been coming to the Church of the Warm Heart for some time and would like to consider this your church home, uh, you're, you're invited to join us this afternoon. It's right after our second service, so about 1230 in the Family Life Center. That's the building just across the alley here, where you can learn a little bit more about what our church does and how you can be involved in ministry here in Meridian. Today is a communion Sunday as well. Uh, we'll have be... We'll have be uh, having the elements a little later on in today's service. If you are online, feel free and get your elements ready, and we will bless them through the, through the old internet here. Uh, if our internet is working, uh, it, was, it was a little off last night, so if it's not working, I don't know who I'm talking to, so uh, go with God. Enjoy it. Uh, we're also celebrating All Saints today. Uh, last week was Halloween, or All Hallows' Eve, All Hallowed Eve, All Saints' Day, uh, where we remember the saints who have gone before. We remember the saints of all times and of all places, but uh, a little later on in the service, we will celebrate those who have passed uh, away from our congregation in this past year. You'll notice that in the bulletin as well. Uh, We have a few people who want to give announcements, and Howard is the first one. Everyone say hi, Howard. Hi, Howard. I do have a few announcements. Um, First of all, in your bulletin, you'll see uh, Turkey Box Ministry. And these are the boxes. They are at the Family Life Center. So pick one up, fill it up, and return it for those folks that are a little less fortunate than us so that they can have a happy Thanksgiving. Um, I, want to, I want to mention, you've maybe seen the signs next door that say no parking on the weekends and those sort of things. Um, I, I'm unofficially told that that doesn't apply to us. <laughs> But I'm told, and I'm not paying your towing fee. If, uh, but, but, uh, but that's sort of what I understand, that, that they're not going to patrol or do whatever else on Sundays or Thursday choir practice. I can't put this online, but uh, <laughs> if you're in choir, if you're on Sunday, don't worry about the parking fee next door. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> uh, and we had a bazaar yesterday, and Margaret, are you going to make a report for us? Everyone say hi, Margaret. Thank you. You are more than welcome. Um, Can everyone who volunteered, uh, and that includes bringing soup, stand up for a sec? 
We had a lot of people that made this happen. It wasn't just me. I was just the one hurting the cats this year. So, Is the bazaar over? It is not. That's actually why I'm here. Is, uh, we are going to stay open uh, between services. You can come. If you have not picked up your bid item, you can come do that. Uh, that needs to be done today. Um, we will have things still for sale. I think it's is it the north wall where the quilters are. Yes. The north wall, it, everything is as marked on the south. North, no, north, north wall where the quilters. It's all that's it's, it's right. as marked. On the other wall is uh, we marked everything as half price. So uh, come uh, finish your Christmas shopping. Start your Christmas shopping. Um, but uh, yeah, we will be open between services, and uh, once we uh, shut down, we are shut down. So and we'll be putting everything up uh, at the end of the coffee hour. So thank you so much. Christmas, seven weeks away, by the way. I know. Christmas Eve is on a Sunday this year. So we'll have three services in the evening. At what time? Five. Man, you are all trained. It's awesome. Uh, That morning, we'll only have one service at 10, but that's seven weeks away. We'll worry about that then. And Don Brister has to go there. Everyone say hi, Don. Normally, when I stand up here, I have a big smile on my face because I'm happy because all my teams won. Not so much yesterday. <laughs> I will, would like to congratulate the Idaho Vandals. I'm accused of not ever mentioning when they win, but they won yesterday. So, rest of our teams, not so much. So, I'm here this morning to, for a very specific purpose, and I think you probably all know what it is. When I pinned my stewardship article for the newsletter on October 24th, I stated that I would give an update to the congregation as soon as the books were closed. Well, the books were closed on Friday, and today I am presenting the update. In October, we received almost $55,000 in gifts, tithes, and offerings, which was about $15,000 more than we received in September. Our expenses were down $16,000 from September. And the bottom line is that we're, we were down over $4,000 in October, which means that we are in the red a little over $65,000 to date. Yay. I don't know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's less than it I was last year at this time. It's less than it was. You're right. Okay. So now we have... We have one more month in numbers, and we can more accurately predict what we need to do as a congregation to finish the year in the black. If we use 2022 numbers with a 5% inflation rate, I estimate that we will incur about $128,000 in expenses in November and December. If you add in the current deficit of $65,000, That would mean we have a total liability from now to the end of the year of about $193,000. There's nine months, uh, nine nine weeks left in the year. So we need to average a little over $21,000 each Sunday in in gifts to, uh, to break even. 
Now, in 2022, the last two months of the year, we received tithes and offerings in the amount of over $216,000. So we did it last year. We did it once. We can do it again. So I would ask that each one of you pray about our finances as we head toward 2023, that we can break even. Please pray for our committees as we're in the process now of setting the budget for 2023, which is extremely important. And we'd also, I would encourage you to continue to pray for our staff, our nation's leaders, as we all know, many tough decisions will have to be made soon. And pray for anyone in our community that has special needs or special problems. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to contact me or Lori Jones. Lori, stand up. She should be happy. She's a vandal today. So she'll be <laughs> glad to answer any of your questions. And thank you for listening to me today. Get up. Uh, my cheat sheet has something about the ladies' retreat. I don't. Is anybody going to make a need to make? It's a not an announcement, but oh. enjoy the screen. This is uh, some of the some of the pictures that came back from the ladies' retreat.
Our next ladies' retreat is 42 weeks away. Put that on your calendar. I don't know. I made that up. It's, it'll be in the fall uh, next year. Uh, but uh, we, we hope that, that yeah, some of you uh, take advantage of, of, of a giant slumber party going on up at McCall. Uh, good ministry, good food, good, good friends. Uh, that's all I got, Howard. Are you Just good? One, one last thing. One last thing. Um, next next uh, Saturday is uh, Veterans Day, and in that regard, I thought I'd share this with you. It's a story about a young soldier who was on guard duty one night, and he did his best to stay awake and soon drifted off. He suddenly woke up and found his first sergeant standing next to him. Knowing the penalty for falling asleep while on guard duty, the soldier lowered his head once more and said, Amen. <laughs> well, you got some wonderful people sitting around you. Take a moment, greet those around you in Christ's love, and then remain standing for the opening songs. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. Let's do it. We'll do it in a minute. Can we do it in a minute? Hold on. Sorry, my bad. My bad.
If you will, will you join with me in the affirmation of faith, which will be on the screen or on uh, page 883 in your hymnal. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come, Jesus, the Word made flesh, to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We are all called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope, in life, in death, and in life beyond death. God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Howard. Please be seated. Unless you're a kiddo like fifth grade and down, come on down. This is your time in worship. than usual, I know. How are you guys doing? Good. Was it a good Halloween? Yes. Did you get any candy? Yes. Oh, yeah. My, my candy was past my, my bucket. Your I candy got, was past your I bucket? I got my flat wallet, I'll trust that's a fun story. <laughs> you should have came to our house because we had extra candy left over. And my wife and I were looking at each other like, who's going to eat this candy? And we'll figure it out, I'm pretty sure, between us. Well, Halloween, it's just, like I said last week, it's kind of fun to dress up and pretend to be something else for a while. Um, I was trying to think of how to, how to talk about all saints uh, this morning with, with all of you. And saints, do you know what saints are? Any idea? No, sounds kind of a churchy word, doesn't it? Because we could think of, uh, uh, over here, uh, back here, uh, tell, give me a saint, any saint. Saint Joan, of Arc. saint Joan of Arc. How about over here, give me a saint. Saint Teresa, how about the choir, any, anyone in the choir? I already got Mother Teresa, give me another one. Saint Peter, Saint Peter, Saint Paul, saints, people in the faith. In our tradition, everyone here is a saint. If you believe... You're a saint. Now we have super saints, you know, the people that we really think about. But honestly, you're going to be a saint someday. And you're going to be a saint. And you're going to be a saint. Saint, 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 saint. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're a saint. Now you know the person sitting next to you saying, ah, that could be. For me, the saints are the people that I kind of want to be like. When I was about your age, I collected baseball cards. Can you believe that? If you want some baseball cards, I got a ton of baseball cards. Because someday they'll be worth nothing. But right, that's, I know, I still collect, I got a big box. But when I was your age, I'd look at that. I want to I wanna hit like Jose Canseco. 
And I, ooh, I want to pitch like Dwight Gooden. And I, want to, and I want to field bases like Ryan Sandberg. If these names are not ringing any bells, don't worry. It's 1980s. Uh, <laughs> and I would go, oh, I wish I could be like these people. And later on, I figured out that, you know, I might not be a great baseball player uh, at that level. But it's still kind of fun to pretend. But later on, when I wanted to become a pastor, I, I was working at a church that had four pastors. Can you believe it? We were well pastorized at this place. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they were wonderful. And you know what? They were all different, which is awesome. If two of them were the same, then one's unnecessary. So they're all different. They all had their own different things. But I, I looked at them and thought, you know what? Since I'm going to become a pastor too at that time, what do I want to take from each and every one of them? Uh, I want to take this. From, from Sue, Pastor Sue, I want her caring heart. Oh, of all the pastors there, she had the caring heart. And of Dan, Pastor Dan, I wanted to have his pastoral spirit. If I was in the hospital and I could choose either me to visit me or Dan to visit me, I'd rather have Dan visit me because he just exuded pastor love. Preaching, oh, if I could preach like Cecil, he could preach. Cecil, he was pretty, yeah. He was a baseball player, too, uh, before he became a pastor. If I could preach like him, then I'd made it. And then there was Pastor Don. Don was the youth minister. Don lived by high fives. That was his love language, was high fives. You might notice every now and then I like high fives. I get that from Don. And I try to preach like Cecil. And I try to have a heart like Dan. And I try to have a, a spirit like Sue. I take these people, the people in my life, and I try to think, what do I want from them? help me become a better person so maybe in your life you might look at your mom or your dad or your grandpa or your grandma or your friends or your teacher or your coach or your whoever and think what do i like about them and how can i put that in my spirit in my heart because those are the saints around you can you pray with me today let's pray heavenly father we ask your blessings upon these little ones that as they grow in love and godly godliness together we we just pray that you surround them with saints surround them with people who care surround them with people who teach surround them with people who love and help us to be the saints in their life as well and the family of god said amen thanks for coming down today
This past week, the world may have celebrated Halloween, or in the old tongue, All Hallows' Eve, Eve of the Hallowed Day, for, or for us, All Saints' Day. We take time to remember the saints who have gone before, and especially those we have lost in this past year. For some, it has been a painful year, a year in which so much was lost. Uh, we have a, I, I'm looking out there, and I'm, I recognize a few faces from a few of the services we had this past year. Welcome today. For some, it's been a year in grief in, in which we too have may, have, may have cried out the same words of Jesus and the psalmist, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And yet we acknowledge, Almighty God, that in our crying out, we are still crying out to you, calling out to you to save us, to heal us, to provide that as, as the scripture puts it, a, a balm for our broken and wounded hearts. Would you please join with me in a litany for our loved ones on the other side? It'll be up on the screen. God, we remember those saints who have gone before us. God, we remember our loved ones we no longer see. Those who followed the way of Christ faithfully. Those who made mistakes along the way. Those who made progress for peace. Those who live simply and quietly. Those who gained honor and distinction without pride. Those who were martyred for their faith. May the peace of Christ continue to inspire us. To our loved ones who have finished their work on earth. So these are the saints in our church family who have passed in this last year, we, re- we aspire to recognize everyone from our family of faith. Our prayer is that we didn't miss anyone, and we lament that if that happened. Uh, I'm going to say, when their picture comes up, I'll say, we remember. And if you could please say their name as, this, as the video progresses. We remember. We remember. 
remember. We 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 remember. And as the music plays softly, I invite you to remember other saints of your life who are no longer with us. We have the, can we have a little bit of piano going? And, and I just invite you to say or call out their name as we give thanks for their life. Who are the saints in your life that you remember today? God of the saints, we give you thanks for every saint who has ever worshipped you. Whether in, in, out in the field or in cathedrals, wooden churches or crumbling cement meeting houses. Wherever your name is lifted or adored, where your scriptures are studied and your people served, we give you thanks. For the centuries of hands of service. Hands stained with grease or oil. Hands clean and groomed, young hands, hands marked with age. Holy hands of every shade, raised in praise at every time, at every place. Lord, today we come to you for comfort and healing. As we broadly proclaim together the promise of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Comfort us in our grief. And remind us that your communion table stretches to the church altar, to the communion of saints. Open our hearts and our lips to speak once more of your hope that always exists, always perseveres, always conquers darkness, even in the hardest of days. Lord, today we remember the saints of our life. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray his prayer together with all the saints. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Find us the kingdom and the power
The scripture lesson this morning comes from Genesis 9, verses 8 through 17. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, I now establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you and with every living creature that was with you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, and all that came out of the ark with you, every living creature on earth. I establish my covenant with you. Never again will all life be destroyed by the waters of a flood. Never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, This is a sign of the covenant I'm making between me and you and every living creature with you, a covenant for all generations to come. I have set my rainbow in the clouds, and it will be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Whenever I bring clouds over the earth and the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will remember my covenant between me and you and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all life. Whenever the rainbows appear in the clouds, I will see it, and I will remember everlasting covenant between God and all living creatures of every kind on earth. So God said to Noah, This is the sign of the covenant I have established between me and all life on earth. The word of God for the people of God. So I told this story kind of an, as an aside maybe a month or two ago, and I can't remember which, which service I said it at, so I want to try, try one last swing at it. So if you heard this, pastors tell the same story over and over and over again, so that's, that's that. A, a part of my childhood was down in the plains of Texas. This is Bible Belt country, which would make us here in Idaho something more like the Bible belly button from the, from the belt, somewhere we're Bible belly button country. Now, the first Sunday school I remember was at a, uh, it was a, some form of Baptist church that would pick us up, ki- us kids, on the joy bus. I loved the joy bus. My parents, they often did not go to church. They would kick us four kids on the joy bus so they could have their alone time. But the, so they loved the joy bus. But, uh, it was, uh, but I remember the day that I got in trouble at church. Can you believe that? We were supposed to write on a sheet of paper a simple phrase, God loves, and you say your name. Did I tell the story at this church, in this service? No. So, so God loves your name. And I, I'm, I'm five years old. And I just you know there, there's people writing, God loves Stacy. God loves, and they're just saying their name. I just figured out that Mike is short for what name? And it's spelled weird, right? Uh, and I just, hey, there's an A before an E, and I kind of get things messed around. And for sure, I did not know how to spell Beneshek. Good old Bohemian name, right? So, so but I, I learned somewhere along the line that if you put a B and a dot, right? It's abbreviated. It makes sense. I forgot which side the dot went on, and I put it on the wrong side. And matter of fact, my dot was not just a dot, but it was more of a circle, and so it looked a little bit like an O. And so it was like Michael spelled wrong O-B, which looks a whole lot like God loves Michelob. (laughs) Oh, funny for you. Pastor came to our house. 
true story. My pa- the pastor came to our house uh, and talked to my dad a little bit. And now this church loved to preach about the by and by. You know, won't it, won't it all, be, all be great, you know, in, 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 the, in the joys of heaven. And some, I, I, was, I was standing there because I, I was the purpose for the visit. And somewhere along the line, my, my dad was not happy with the, the thing. Uh, <laughs> the pastor said something like, won't it be great when we're all dead someday? And my dad said, would you like some help with that? <laughs> I don't remember going on the joy bus after that. (laughs) But on this side of it, I I do know what the pastor was saying. Right? The glories of heaven. Something to look forward to. Something to hope for. And I think I put a little bit of that hope into my children as well. Uh, You see, my dad died about 10 years ago. And uh, afterwards, we... uh, Dad and mom missed their 50th anniversary. They were married 49 years. So on their 50th, we took them. Anyway, uh, we went to Disneyland. So we're walking around Disneyland. And Gabe, who was you know, this, this tall at that time, he just said, Dad, did you know that there's a Disneyland in heaven? And I, I told him I did not know that. <laughs> uh, hopefully with less lines and less expensive food. That would be, that would be cool. <laughs> and he said, yeah, but... But there it's the saddest place in heaven. And now I'm confused. That caught me off guard. As, uh, um, what do you mean? And, and he said that the happiest place on earth cannot compare with the saddest place in heaven. Out of the mouth of babes. That's how awesome heaven is. And I believe it to be true. And yet, for as awesome as heaven is, I'm not ready to go yet. Matter of fact, I'm hoping not to go for a long, long time. If God's intention is for us to make it to heaven, then what's the point of earth anyway? What's the point of life on earth if we're just supposed to live somewhere else for all of eternity? I asked a confirmation uh, class this once. Uh, Nicole's... uh, if you're wondering where Nicole and the youth are, they're at confirmation uh, retreat this weekend. But a long time ago, I asked a confirmation class, what's the point of, of this if we're just supposed to get to heaven? And I remember a kid said, maybe it's a weeding out process. <laughs> maybe it's a trial run. Maybe we're supposed to learn something down here. So this morning, I just want to play with these questions. As we close out our Wizard of Oz series, for the last few weeks we've been playing with the idea of the Wizard of Oz, uh, how we're supposed to have, you know, uh, we use David, uh, his, his words to Solomon, uh, have, a good, have a good head, have a good heart, get some courage. But today I want to look at Dorothy, who wanted to get out of Kansas. She wanted to be somewhere over the rainbow. So much so that she left home and was willing to go off with a crazy guy in a wagon. (laughs) And when the tornado did take her to Oz, she didn't want to stay there either. But she spent the entire time trying to get back to Kansas. This kid can't be happy. And then I realized that she represents me and maybe, maybe a little bit of you. We have the common misconception that All we ever want can be found somewhere over the rainbow. If you remember the movie, everything that Dorothy needed was right under her slippers at home in the Kansas of everyday life. 
Same is true for us. We all dream about how much good we could do for God if we ever won the lottery. You could do good now. We all dream about how good, how good we could do for our families if only, we only had this job. If we only had, if, if only, if only, if only, or, 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 or. We should be, have the wizard of or, not the wizard of Oz. Truth is, we already have what we need. Do you remember when, you, when uh, in, the, in the Bible, uh, the rainbow first appears? You know, we, after God's perfect order was corrupted, life on earth became a serious challenge. We, we always take it as, as, a, as a fun little children's story. Noah and the ark. Uh, when our kids were small, people started putting like Noah's ark themes in their bedrooms, in the kids' bedrooms. Look, kids, God destroys the world. There's the boat. You're not on it. Wave goodbye. <laughs> But it's not really a story of God's wrath as much. It, it, it is a redeeming story. God says, we're going to try this again. Noah, we need you. A righteous man. We're going to try this again. How much of your life should be, we're going to try this again? We're going to try this again. That, that meal didn't work out. We're going to try it again. That job didn't work out. We're going to try it again. Some of you, that spouse didn't work out. We're going to try it again. You know what I mean. Entering into a covenant with Noah, God made a promise, sealed his promise with a sign of a rainbow. Beautiful image. God and humanity coming together, a rainbow, two ends with an arc. It looks like a bridge between us and the heavens. Don't we call it when a pet passes away, we call it the Rainbow Bridge? Maybe some of you need that new beginning, a fresh start. You know, when when my computer bogs down, I can't get my, something's wrong with my computer. It's not just, it's going slow or it's not working. What do I do? Restart it, refresh it. Maybe your life needs a refresh. Promise of the Rainbow is we can start again. The covenant, the blessing. It's not just about us. It's not just about Noah. It's not just about his family. But the human race. Just as God used an ark back then to redeem the world. To bring creation from wickedness to righteousness. Jesus came around. And started the church. To redeem the world. Just as the ark was not about the cruise. But the but it's more about the survival of humanity. The church is not about you or me, but it's about the whole world. Why are we here? Why do we exist? For some people, I'm I'm curious why you came today. For some people, the church can be seen like a gas station. Gas station. You know, it's a place where you fill up your spiritual gas tank when you're running low. You get a decent sermon. You get great music. Keep you going for the week. It's a nice metaphor, and maybe that's true, but I hope it's a little bit more. For others, the church is like a movie theater, a place that offers pretty good entertainment. Go for an hour of, of, of escape. You get a half hour of announcements before the movie. Hopefully you're in comfortable seats. Leave your problems at the door and come out smiling and feeling better than when you came in. I hope that's true, but I hope it's more than that. 
Some people think the church is like a drugstore, a place where you can fill that prescription that will deal with your pain. In this, ch- in this case, the church is therapeutic, and it might be, but I hope it's more than that. And some people think the church is like a shopping mall. You older people will have to tell the young, younger people what a shopping mall is, where you can shop for the best products and get, get this or get that from this place and that place, and we try to offer everything at a low price all at one stop. We do have great programs, but hopefully it's more than that. And the best metaphor I can come up with is straight out of this biblical story. You know what the church is? It's an ark. A big, messy, smelly lifeboat. That's that's what we are. God uses us, the church, as he used Noah and the ark to build his vessel, by which he could restore his creation. And we can find new life. Through Christ, we are brought to life, given new life, the new life in which we invite others to take parts in. What's the point of life? Living. Growing in love, growing in godliness together. On earth as it is in heaven, like we say. Do I want to go to heaven? Yes, someday. And today we remember our saints who have already gone on, and we say good for them. Go with our love. Go with God. And God willing, we will be with you someday. But for us, now, maybe we need to bring a little bit of heaven down here on earth the best we can. To be happy with what we have, content with our life here on earth. To enjoy what God has already given us. Does God love Michelob? I don't know. But I know he loves you. And he loves you. People online, he loves you. Loves all of you. And for that, right now, that's all I need to know. For indeed, there is no place like home. And the family of God said, Amen. Amen. As we come time to share the bread and to share the cup. I invite you to, to prepare your hearts and minds to receive Christ. In the Methodist Church, there are no rules about who can or cannot participate in communion. All you need is a willingness to share. Come forward and be with the Savior for a moment. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, Jesus took the bread, gave thanks, and he broke it, and he said, take and eat, all of you. This is my body shed for you. And after the meal, he took the cup, and he poured out the fruit of the vine, and he said, take and drink, all of you. This is my blood shed for you, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in my name. I remember taking communion with my grandpa, who is now in the great beyond. Those times I take communion, we use that word communion, community, togetherness. With people of all all time, of all races, we shared the faith. And there are moments that when I take communion, I'm reminded of of, of the loved ones close to me. And, And I pray that you have that as well.
I invite those who are helping to please come forward. As we come to the offertory, a word of thanks to those who faithfully participate to this church. You make this place happen. Uh, We support many ministries at home and abroad, inside the church, outside the church. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And as we receive the offertory today, I think we have a guitar. Appreciate you coming up, Stacy. Jackie, thank you, Jackie.
stand for our doxology and prayer. Today is also uh, for for the snacks next door. Uh, birthday Sunday. Any November birthdays out there and looking for November? We have a special table for you. Happy birthday to all of you. We're excited. Peter's going to give our our, uh, our our closing music today. But may the God that brought us together go with you now and forevermore. That as we remember the saints of old, help us help us to use them 
emulate them, love them, so that their lives may become a part of our lives. Amen. Oh.